It's time for episode 409 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that never goes into overtime. I am Dan Moore, and across the internet for me is my good friend, my pal, my co-host, the stellar, the one and only Mr. Micah Sargent. How are you doing today, Micah? Oh, I'm doing well, Dan. Uh, except now I've realized that we can never tie. One of us always has to win, so we don't have to go into overtime. Yeah, I think it means this podcast, we should rename it Sudden Death. <laughs> Sound threatening. (laughs) Oh, no, maybe that's too threatening. All right. This is, of course, the show where we invite on two wonderful people to join us. And this week, to my left, we have a video creator for Polygon and the co host of Rocket right here on Relay FM. It's Simone DeRochefort. Welcome back, Simone. Hello. Thank you for having me back. We are so delighted to have you. And to my left, it is a podcaster extraordinaire uh, for the Accidental Tech Podcast for Analog here on Relay FM and the Hedger in Chief. It is Casey Liss. <laughs> Welcome back, Casey. I- I'm just the Hedger in Chief amongst those that are currently participating in the show, wouldn't you say? <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. I see what you did there. <laughs> All right. I'm going to kick things off today. Apple, surprising everybody, continued to make a ton of money in services, which is one area the pandemic seems to have really helped. My question is, have you signed up for any new services in the last 18 months because you're stuck at home? Or alternatively, has the pandemic caused you to cancel services that you don't really use? I'm kind of curious where you are with this. Simone? Ooh, so I guess the the first service that I canceled was the physical therapy that I was going to when I, which was the, actually one of the last things I did before I went home forever last year. But I have accidentally stumbled into two services over the last year. Uh, one was Apple TV because I bought an, a new iPad Pro in the fall, and there was that you know, three month free trial. And I was like, gee whiz, that does sound great. And did I forget to cancel it? Yes, I did forget to cancel it. Did the new season of Ted Lasso just start thereby preventing me from canceling it? Yes, absolutely. Um, I've honestly, I've, I've barely even used it. It's a, it's a Ted Lasso machine for me, which is okay. I think that's what it should be for most people. And then the, the other is Hulu, which I signed up for, um, so that I could force my best friend to watch the terror with me uh, over Discord. So, we, you know, we screen share and all that. Don't tell Discord this. Don't tell Hulu this. Don't tell anyone this. The show's not disseminated. Um, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually nobody can watch it. It's just on a disc in my home. Um, so I signed up for that. And then, again, don't tell anyone this. I shared the password with my mom. And now she's enjoying it. And so I can't freaking cancel it. But the benefit is that I did uh, finally log out of the Hulu account that I was sharing with my ex roommate's ex boyfriend and his ex roommate. Whoa. So. Oh whoa <laughs> i'm finally free michael what about you <laughs> uh i'm still spinning honestly now i'm thinking about x today it's sort of a diagram in my head it's very um, complicated oddly so i guess the the service i canceled would have been my gym membership mm-hmm. but it's not like i ever used that anyway <laughs> um i mean i wasn't paying for it so i didn't really need to worry about it but whenever twit was like hey uh if you're not using these since the pandemic's going on go ahead and uh, give that a cancel and i was like well i cancel it do um as for the pandemic and new services 
I don't know how to feel about this, but the pandemic has turned me into a bit of a gamer. And so I have um, an Amazon Luna subscription and an Ubisoft Plus subscription, and I play uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, relatively regularly. And uh, that is all thanks to me getting curious about the different game streaming platforms and seeing what they had out there. And then getting into uh, adventure RPGs, which is strange. Uh, Casey, what about you? So finally, after having been browbeat by my co-hosts on ATP, I finally succumbed and became an Apple One member. It's Apple One, right? Not Apple yeah. One Plus, Apple Plus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Apple One. But, uh, so anyway, so I'm, as, I'm a freshly minted, as of like two weeks ago, uh, Apple One member. And that has led to me starting to take part in a couple of things that i wouldn't have and so it's funny you bring up uh games you know i i used to be huge into nintendo games when i was a kid then mostly fell out of all sorts of video gaming uh but i've been starting to peruse the uh, apple arcade stuff and been playing stuff here and there and it, it, it turns out there's good there's good things there uh, and then additionally i was briefly paying for fitness plus prior to joining uh apple one and so that's continuing as well i actually really like uh, fitness plus or whatever it's called i think that the exercises are really good the the uh trainers hosts whatever coaches are super likable and it's really well implemented who to thunk it that apple did something that was reasonably well impl implemented <laughs> on apple devices uh so if you haven't checked it out i do recommend it but yep apple one for me and i haven't canceled anything although i have gotten to the point that i'm now i have a spreadsheet that's tracking all of my subscriptions because i feel like it's starting to get overwhelming and i haven't decided to send any to a farm upstate yet but i wonder if that time is coming yeah i haven't made the move to the apple one bundle yet because i'm still just under the threshold and part of that was being mm -hmm. saved by the fact that i had a fitness plus trial and then i think my wife started a fitness plus trial as well and then mm -hmm. when they ran out i you know didn't cancel mine for several months and paid a bunch of money even though i wasn't using it and i think hers is on her family plan which is through my in-laws so it's like well technically i'm not even paying for that either but i did i did get rid of my gym plan as well like in january which seemed like again whoops that was several months too late um <laughs> and i am still going to physical therapy so well i don't know what i'm doing at this point i will say the uh the service that i did sign up for and have actually gotten a decent amount of use out of was the xbox game pass um because at one point there was a like a deal where i could sign up and i like buy a bunch in advance for like a good discount and then it would like just stack on to my existing plan or whatever and so mm -hmm. i like downloaded a bunch of games and played them for free and that was fantastic and i've kept going with it for a while because like i don't know i just i want to dip into things and decide if i like them or not instead of spending 60 bucks on a game and then playing it for an hour and being like yeah it's not so great so i i think there's a lot of life to that game subscription if it can convert micah to a gamer then anything uh -huh. is possible anything is what is I'm possible, saying. folks. All right. Thanks for your thoughts on that topic. Let us go to our second topic today, which comes from Simone. All right. So there is this Netflix cartoon that just got greenlit called Chicago Party Ant. Uh, and it is it comes from Chris Watoski, who is a Second City element and an actor. So, OK, sure. But all the articles are reporting. It got picked up uh, because it's based on this very popular Twitter account. And we went and looked at the Twitter account and it has 46,000 followers, which is a this is going to make me sound like a jerk. It is a lot. Sure. But it's not a lot in terms of Twitter. So mm -hmm. I would like to know which of I, I think we all we all probably qualify at this point for maybe having a very popular Twitter account that could be turned into a Netflix show. Which of your dumb jokes or misguided bits should be turned, should be greenlit for 
frankly, and turned into a cartoon with animation that I don't care for. Um, well, I have to say one of my most popular sort of um, ongoing uh, bits that I had at one point was the time that I moved from one part of Missouri to another part of Missouri and the move and everything that was involved with it caused me to get so stressed out that half of my face became paralyzed <laughs> because of uh, a little thing called Bell's palsy, which uh, traditionally only happens to folks who are pregnant and older folks like much older folks uh so somehow i fit into i'm not able to become pregnant and also i'm not a much older folk and yet i was able to uh get stressed out enough to have my face be paralyzed and you just learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about how much you need both sides of your lips to move and i think that you know ultimately it would probably be an animated cartoon about like anxiety and stress and how much that can affect a person uh but it would certainly start with the person um having bell's palsy from something that really stressed them out and kind of freaking Mm. out thinking they were having a stroke when it wasn't actually a stroke so that's actually a really good idea (laughs) thank you thank you maybe you would watch that one and actually enjoy it yeah (laughs) uh casey what about you so I was trying to think of, you know, what things do I tweet about that people seem that seem to rile people up? And it occurred to me, I think if there were a TV show based on my Twitter account, it would be poor, poor opinions held very strongly. So, <laughs> so obviously, I don't think they're poor, but everyone else does seem to. So, for example, I happen to believe that the imperial system of measurement is garbage with the noteworthy exception of Fahrenheit for ambient air temperature only. Ambient air temperature should always be measured in Fahrenheit. There's nothing you can do to convince me. Otherwise, that is the end of the meeting. So there's an example. Additionally, if you're going to enjoy crappy mac and cheese, treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Get yourself some Velveeta. So eat some liquid gold. Don't do craft macaroni and cheese. Uh-uh. Velveeta is where it's at. So I think my TV show would be poor opinions held extremely strongly. Boy. I like that. That you is You could good. be like proving why you're correct in exactly. every episode. Right. And, and obviously I would be correct because it, <laughs> of th- course, that's, these are the right answers. <laughs> uh, I am struggling to find like, what are the things that I like? I went back and tried to find like, what are the tweets I've had that have like, you know, done the best or like been the most popular or whatever. And honestly, uh, the best I could find like recently was I posted about how much Apple liked Ted Lasso. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's already <laughs> a show. I can't do that. Um, and then I went and looked at the uh, uh, some sort of analytic thing and trying to figure out like what are, it was kind of like a hashtag cloud. And one of the, the first one in the top left is Star Wars. <laughs> I was like, well, also a thing already. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I'm doing a Star Wars Ted Lasso uh, crossover cartoon, which honestly sounds pretty great i would definitely watch that and probably tweet about it and i guess it would be a popular tweet and thus the ouroboros continues in the cycle <laughs> ever onwards uh but barring uh, that i think it would probably be um I, I don't know like a show where casey and i talk about the rocketeer and the hunt for red october and sneakers oh, just all the time that's yes. basically it right like that's, that's oh, literally so all we do so i don't i <laughs> apparently I, I am terrible at twitter is what i am learning no, so. no 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 no. the obvious answer here dan is your rise from being an unknown not published author to the next stephen king and we are catching it in the middle <gasps> right oh, now is that so that's oh. clearly the answer okay i'll take casey's casey sounds way better <laughs> than what i came up with i'm going with that Simone, why don't you wrap us up here? 
sorry, can your show just be called Finding Stephen King and it be you traveling the country trying to give Stephen King a copy of one of your books? <laughs> I've driven by his And watching him read it I have driven by his time. house in Maine, so this is closer than you think. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, this can be used against you in a court of law, so let's see. I've driven I think by my... his house in Maine. Ooh. Uh, all of my Twitter bits are bad, but I think the, the one thing that will like get me to come out of the woodwork, so I, I do intentionally, unlike Casey, not try to rile people up on Twitter, but the one thing that will make me like come out fighting is whenever anyone says anything negative about libraries. Mm. I, I turn into like a f- flames on the side of my face. I will defend libraries <laughs> to the death from, I guess, the people that don't like them because they don't like, I don't know, social infrastructure and free books <laughs> and everything that's good in the world, whatever. Um, so maybe my show would be like this week in libraries talking about cool things that libraries are doing and like programs and new books that have come to libraries and reviewing library uh lending apps and things like that i don't know it sounds fun and then and then fist fighting people who uh who (laughs) want to take funding away from libraries that's like the the end of the show we have this beautiful peaceful show you know i would say uh, who's that painter guy bob you know bob Bob ross esque. Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the show i I calmly get into the pit and I fist fight a, a library <laughs> hater. So that's me. I can't wait. I just want to say I have this. nothing but respect for this because Simone probably doesn't know that both of my parents were librarians. So I am on board with this 100%. Yeah! <laughs> I honestly thought, Simone, you were going to do a Hemingway uh, cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See that I want too badly. I want it too real. It's too real to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's two topics down, two topics left to go, which of course means it is halftime here at Clockwise. And this week's episode is brought to you by Tech Talk, a podcast from the folks at Hewlett Packard Enterprise. We all like to find new shows to listen to. Maybe we are starting to travel a little bit more. You need something to listen to on a plane or a car ride. Tech Talk is the show that talks through HPE news, tech insights, and world-class innovations. I listened to a show that interviewed uh, Erica Veristoget, who works at Studio Lab, which is basically a section of Disney. It tries to figure out how to use technology and AI in order to help advance storytelling. They talk about a bunch of different things that AI can do, including uh, checking for dead pixels in prints, which is something that people used to have to do kind of by hand, and now obviously machine learning is way better suited for. So that's really cool. Uh, and I listened to another one also about uh, Tottenham Hotspur, which was also pretty interesting. So check those out for sure. Too, you can expect topics like how to tackle issues when it comes to high-performance computing, applying tech for the good of the people, planet, communities, how cloud data experiences are changing, the future of technology, data management, disruptive software, and ecosystems, AI, way more. Uh, the show takes you straight to the source, interviewing some seriously impressive tech leaders. They've talked to guests like Dr. Michael Roberts from ISS U.S. National Lab, Sanjeev Katwa, the CTO of Tottenham Hotspur FC, and Emily Christensen, a master candidate in applied data science at USC. So you should check it out. Check out Tech Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Search for it now or click the link in the show notes. Our thanks to HPE Tech Talk for the support of this show and Relay FM. All right, that is halftime. Micah, what's your topic? All right. So it seems like any time a tech company goes public or is acquired by a big tech company, uh, folks get a little anxious about the future of said tech company, often reasonably so. Uh, My question is this. Imagine a world where you have the power to unacquire or un-IPO one company. Which company do you choose and why? Casey? 
So I'm going to go with the spirit of the question, if not literally what you asked. Oh, and, boy. And, get <laughs> rid of them. Just bear with me here. Uh, they didn't IPO, as far as I know, but they took a bunch of funding, and that's one password. And they've taken oh. a bunch of uh, capital from you know venture capitalists or something like that. I forget the exact details. But I feel like, and I worry that this might be the beginning of the drop boxification of one password where you know dropbox when it was brand new was preposterously amazing it was just such an incredibly cool app and service and then as time went on it got colossally bad surprisingly quickly and i i haven't seen any indication yet that one password is going this way but one password is possibly the most critical part of my like mm -hmm. life infrastructure so if it gets dropboxy i'm gonna be real sad so if i could insist and in, enforce in, in one password to have not taken any funding assuming that doesn't cause them to collapse then that's what i would do a little secret that was uh, actually what inspired this question so you were well within the balance oh, of the see, there you go <laughs> go team uh i feel like mine is just a very hostile one which is facebook because <laughs> <laughs> if i could undo it think about this the world would be a better place and mark zuckerberg wouldn't have as much money and both of those things are net positives for everybody involved i think <laughs> mm -hmm. um maybe that just seems mean and spiteful but honestly i feel like the the point at which we had to turn our social networks in general into money-making machines is the point at which they became incentivized to do all sorts of terrible things that have really caused a lot of problems in society. So I would add Twitter onto that list potentially as well. But in particular, I think Facebook has shown that it is not really a conscientious steward of the platform that it has created uh, and therefore depriving them of their IPO and sending them back to the cornfield would be, I think, the best, the best thing for everyone everybody. Simone, what about you? In the, the same vein as Casey, I kind of have a, a spiritual answer to this question, uh, because Patreon, I believe, has not announced their IPO yet. However, they are supposed to this year. And I, I just have a lot of concerns about it for similar reasons uh, for what you said about Facebook, Dan, which is just that like this is a platform that began to support artists and help people make make a living by being creative and they take a very very small amount i think like 10 percent off the top of what people get on patreon um so what they're talking about when they like announce the ipo is their need to diversify revenue and figure out new ways for patreon to make money and i see that going in the same way as something like like dropbox or facebook where you know Patreon's not going to destroy the world, but the need to continually grow, I don't see as something that is necessarily good for the people who the platform is created for, uh, which is the artists who want to make a living on it. That being said, do I have a good solution to this problem? No, because Patreon, the company, exists and needs to make money. So uh, it's kind of a, a little quandary there, but I, I, I would step into time and maybe figure out a, another solution besides them going public. Yeah, for me, so um, all interesting answers. And uh, for me, it's Eero. Uh, Eero mm -hmm. is a really brilliant uh, Wi-Fi router maker, and they were acquired by Amazon. And while everything continues to be peachy keen and great, uh, there have been some integrations with Amazon, um, including like uh, Swift device setup and uh, the ability to use ALEXA to communicate with with the Eero to say, 
um, AliExA turn off uh, internet to this device or that device. And all of those things could have come independently of being acquired by Amazon. And so it's just the idea that this thing that serves as my access point in my home to the internet is owned by Amazon, that does leave me a little bit, um, a little bit on edge. So yeah, I would unacquire uh, Eero and let it continue to exist on its own and be successful. One Why hopes. not go back to the source and cancel Amazon? <laughs> just go <laughs> so an option. Oh, that was going to be my answer, but my reasoning is just like, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Let us move on to our final topic here, which comes from Casey. Right. So some people are starting to travel again and a whole new class of accessories, or maybe not a new class, but a whole class of accessories is now relevant once more. Do you have any must-have travel accessories or perhaps anything that you're looking to purchase? Maybe like the fancy new MagSafe battery pack. I, I This is very topical, Casey. I am getting on a plane for the first time in like <laughs> 18 months tomorrow. Uh, and I have my little kit that I take with me that's like my travel tech pouch. Uh, it's got like a bunch of cables and stuff. And I think that the most... Uh, key things that I have in there are, are they're pretty boring. I mean, it's like I got a four port charger that has like a bunch of USB ports, uh, and I've got a couple of the like battery packs that are just you know uh, little portable ones you can plug in. I don't think I'm looking for something like the uh, the battery, the MagSafe battery pack that doesn't really it's not as versatile as the other things which can charge a bunch of different devices. Um, I, I think that those are uh, more advantageous for me in terms of like the bang for the buck and the bang for like the space that it takes up in your in your luggage i will say one of my favorite little go-to devices which i think we finally gotten rid of the need for was uh, a little bluetooth transceiver that you could like plug a uh, headphone cable into and then plug it in mm-hmm. something else and then share with multiple sets of bluetooth headphones uh which was wow. great if you didn't have stuff that was compatible with apple's own like headphone sharing t- technology uh, but i think our household now is all apple or apple compatible devices so i don't think i need that anymore but it was pretty cool when i needed it simone what about you uh, for me, so I got a ski bag last year, uh, the Athlon Glider, and I obviously just got it to carry ski boots and ski gear in. But this bag is like the Mary Poppins of carry-on bags. It's specifically made so you can <laughs> carry ski boots, but it will fit under the seat or in the overhead compartment. And I have tested that, and it is so true. And this bag will carry so much inside it. I've done whole trips just with this bag on its own. Um, and it is incredible for traveling uh, with the appearance of traveling light, but actually carrying everything in the entire world in your bag. So it's, it's kind of weird because obviously it's not like, you know, a fashionable tech travel bag. It's just like a piece of athletic equipment, but whatever the bag technology that went into this thing is incredible. So that for me is the must have because then I can carry all the, the junk that I need, like my iPads and my phones and my dual sets of headphones so that I can play a game and have the game audio coming through a pair of over-ear headphones while listening to a podcast on earbuds underneath the cans, <laughs> which is the other thing that I find necessary for being on a plane. What about you, Micah? Um, I still swear by the Cocoon Gridit organizer. Is these great, um, they're, they're sort of, they're just flat, uh, rounded rectangular surfaces that have uh, weaved elastic across them um, with the, this, sort of grabby rubberized uh, thread exposed so that you can lift up different straps and slide in devices and 
cords and adapters and sunglasses and other accessories. And then you have this kind of uh, this this plate of all of your tech that you can slide into a bag very easily and everything stays where it's supposed to be. Um, I have used them for years. Uh, I used to have a bag made by them and then I ended up um, switching to a bigger bag and I just got a bigger gridded organizer. Uh, mm. So I love that thing. Um, I will say a little pro tip is uh, be aware of your um, airline's rules and regulations regarding uh, battery packs and things, because I would normally recommend one of those fantastic suitcases uh, or carry-ons that has the built-in uh, charger. But I, one time, was going on to a plane, and they said, uh, you need to remove the battery pack from your carry-on bag. And I did not have a screwdriver with which to remove oh, said tool, yeah. so I had to quite literally break uh, my carry-on bag in order to get the battery pack out of there. So I was, I was, I was so mad too because I was, you know, um, among the first in line. I was ready to go to get on the plane, and uh, then I had to step out of line and uh, try to get this thing out. And it was this whole ordeal. So yeah, just be aware of that. Is, is my other tip about uh, travel stuff. Casey, round us out. Yeah, so I've been uh, preaching the gospel of the what I like to call Go Pack for years. I think Dan, this is what you're talking about, which is a pack of cables, like a, a bag of cables that is only ever used when you travel. So you don't have to go and collect all the cables from all around the house. You just put it in the Go Pack, and that's where they live, always, 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 and forever. And that means when you go to travel, you don't have to worry about where's my Apple Watch charger, where's my Lightning cable. It's just all in the Go Pack. Uh, but that being said, I did kind of get backed into and browbeat into buying a MagSafe battery pack because none of my ATP co-hosts were willing to. And so suddenly I found myself purchasing one as I'm recording the show. And it came in a couple of days ago. And there are definitely problems with it. It doesn't hold as much of a charge as I would like. It's a little bit bigger than I'd like. It's only for, you know, iPhones and nothing else. However, with all that said, I actually quite like it. And I like the idea of having a very, very portable uh, Qi charger that I can use to charge not only my phone, but it will charge my Qi AirPods as well, which is super neat. So if you're looking for that very specific, and if you're looking to fill that very specific hole in your, in your travel life, I, I can recommend it. All right. Well, that is four topics down. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. But before we get there today, I want to take a quick second to tell you about another show on Relay FM, Automators. If you like this show, the show that you're listening to right now, there's a good chance you like Automators. If you want to make your devices do more for you, join David Sparks and Rosemary Orchard at relay.fm slash automators or search for automators wherever you get your podcast check it out i promise you will not regret it all right bonus topic since we are talking about travel what a lead-in thank you casey i want to know mm -hmm. window middle or aisle simone Ooh, uh it used to be aisle but definitely window because i gotta sleep on that wall mm -hmm. gotta put my head there <laughs> uh overhead bin <laughs> Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm Whoa. just kidding. The aisle. The aisle. Yeah, for me, I have to go aisle as well. I'm not an exceedingly tall man. I'm about six foot. But being able to stretch one leg out, you know, in, into the aisle is absolutely delightful. And I try very hard not to get in anyone's way and usually succeed. But you got to be able to stretch a leg out. So aisle for me. I'm with Casey. As somebody with long legs, it is, it is key. So I'm really looking forward to my flight tomorrow where my wife accidentally booked a window and middle seat. Having a good time with that one. <laughs> all right. That's all we've got time for today. All that remains is for us to thank our 
our fantastic guest this week, Simone de Rochefort. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And Casey Liss, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, as always. And Micah, we'll be back next week. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.